0: He didn't speak to her again until the plane reached its cruising altitude and the single deferential air steward had set out trays of food for their dinner on the dark wood coffee table that sprawled in the center of the jet's deeply comfortable and faintly decadent living room. Catherine's stomach rumbled at her, reminding her that she'd worked through lunch—and breakfast, for that matter—not that her dedication ever seemed to make a difference in Luca's slippery slope of an office— where she literally could do no right. You're used to that, aren't you? A voice inside her asked, but she shoved it away. Her mother's disappointment in her hurt, yes, but it wasn't invalid. Catherine was well aware of her own deficiencies, and not only because she'd heard about them so often. If she hadn't been so deficient, she reminded herself, she wouldn't have found marrying Gianni to be such a perfect option for her. She'd have excelled at her MBA the way she'd been supposed to do. Tell me the story, Luca said after they'd eaten in silence for a while, surprising her. He had a plate on the table before him and was lounging in his leather armchair as he picked languidly at it. But his seeming nonchalance didn't make her heart beat any slower. Nor did it help matters that they were trapped in a plane together, and Catherine couldn't seem to make herself think about anything but that. All the gilt edges and wood accents and non-commercial setup and decor in the world couldn't change the fact that she and Luca were suspended above the Atlantic Ocean in the dark with no buffer between them. Alone. That hit her like a punch, then slid down deep into her belly and pulsed there, as worrying as it was entirely too hot. She had never actually been alone with Luca before, There had always been someone else around. Always. Gianni. Some other member of the Castelli family. Staff. All the people in his office, especially because they all lived to catch her out in a misstep as she muddled her way through her first weeks on the job. Raphael and his family the week of the funeral, never more than a room or two away, liable to walk in at any moment. This was the first time in over two years that it had ever been just the two of them. There's a pilot, she told herself as her heart slowed, then beat too hard against her ribs. You're not really alone. But she knew, even as she thought it, that it didn't mean anything. Neither the pilot nor the air steward would disturb Luca unless he summoned them himself. She might as well have stranded herself on a desert island with the man, that, she reflected helplessly, her mind suddenly full of images of a half-naked Luca gleaming beneath some far-off tropical sun, is not a helpful line of thought. And there was a certain hunger in that dark gaze of his that made her think he was entertaining the same rush of images that she was. "What story?" she asked, and hated how insubstantial her voice was, and the way his dark gaze sharpened at the sound as if he knew why. The lovely and touching fairy tale of how an obviously virtuous young woman like yourself fell passionately in love with a man who could easily have fathered your parents, of course. What else? That was meant to insult her, Catherine knew, but he'd never asked her that before. No one had. The entire world thought they knew exactly why a younger woman had married a much older man, and that wasn't entirely untrue, of course. There were reasons, and some of those reasons were financial, but that didn't mean it had been as cold or as calculated as Luca was determined to believe. It wasn't a fairy tale, she told him tucking her feet up beneath her on the butter-soft leather sofa and smoothing the edges of her skirt down farther towards her knees. She frowned at him. It was just nice. I met him very much by accident at a facility that caters to seniors and people with degenerative health challenges. He didn't quite snort at that. How touching. Surely you know your father wasn't well, Luca, she shrugged. He was visiting a specialist. I was in the waiting area, and we got to talking. You were there, one assumes, to gather some extra polish for your halo and crow about it to the tabloids? Catherine thought of her mother and the way her body had betrayed her, growing so old and knotted before her...